You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning, Asbury. My name is Humera. Um, I know, some of you know me as Mama Dale. I'm Commander, class of 1990, and uh, they asked me to share a short testimony. They really didn't give me an agenda. So I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna stand up here and I'm gonna talk about myself for the next few minutes. So here's my challenge to you. As I talk about myself, I want you to count how many times I use the word I or my. Okay, so here we go. I was born in Pakistan. I was raised Muslim. I hid underneath my bed with my mom covering my mouth to keep me quiet when I was little because the Pakistani army was going through our town. Often they would do that. And if uh, I made noise and they came into our home, they would have taken me. I had my marriage arranged um, at the young age by my father. Uh, he arranged it with a Pakistani Muslim. And when I turned 13, I was to be married to him. I came to America when I was six years old. My family wanted a better life and freedom. Um, I grew up in a home where my father beat my mother constantly and cheated on her with many women. I grew up in a home where my father one night beat me so severely that he broke blood vessels in my eye. I grew up in a home where I was living in fear constantly and uncertainty. I heard the gospel for the first time when I was 11 years old. A woman named Sue, who knew my dad, uh, came to our home and had been praying for years for my family and was waiting for the right opportunity to share Jesus. So that day, my mom, my brother, and I gave our lives to Jesus. I joined, uh, I'm sorry, let me back up there. Um, I'm so sorry. I was brought um, to Asbury. I, I joined a church, a youth group. The pastor of that church happened to be an Asbury alum and he brought me to this campus. Also, at that time when I was joining the youth group, my father left, up, left us. I grew up a child of divorce. He left us because we became believers, and he had married another woman and started another family. I also, at that time, when I joined that youth group, I grew up in, on welfare because when my dad left us, um, he left us bankrupt. This pastor brought me to Asbury, and he was an Asbury alum. And when I stepped on this campus, I was home. I have come and knelt at this altar many times in the four years that I was here, releasing the anger, the bitterness, the hurt, and the fear 
that I lived with all my life. I sat in those seats that you sit in today for the four years I was here and listened to amazing speakers, and I learned from them how to replace the anger and my earthly father, the abuse of my earthly father with the love and compassion of my heavenly father. Today, I am a life transformed by the blood of Jesus. I didn't marry that Pakistani Muslim. Actually, if some of you have been in my home and have met Pop Dale, he is probably the opposite of Pakistani. He is white as can be. <laughs> I am the wife of John, who loves Jesus and is full of compassion and mercy. I am the mom of John Luke, Joshua, Jonah, Josiah, Jeremiah, Joseph, and Joy. I am the grandmother to Chuck the Lizard, which some of you are fans of his. I am privileged to be able to homeschool my children and teach them about Jesus. I'm a proud Asbury alum. I pray for you constantly. In fact, the alumni board, that is one of our major jobs when we come on this campus and throughout the year is to pray for you. We were here this morning early in chapel praying over your seats, praying at this altar. We are here for you. I challenge you Asbarians to share Jesus with someone because you never know the life that you are impact impacting by sharing Jesus. You change that Asbury alum changed the trajectory of my future. I am not defined by my past. I am defined by who God says I am. My earthly father didn't know how to love me. My heavenly father loves me unconditionally. My earthly father abandoned me. My heavenly father rescued me and continues to rescue me. I am a child of God. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. I am a life transformed by the blood of Jesus. Thank you. Isn't it interesting in life, as we go through life, to hear all the different stories about people and what Christ has done with their lives? I think that was fabulous. The verse of the day is from Mark 10, 28, where Peter began to tell him, look, we have left everything and followed you. Your speaker this morning is Pablo Velasquez, and Pablo is a graduate of Asbury in 1995, where he met his wife, Heather, here, and now they have two children. Pablo has an interesting job. Three months ago, him and his family moved to Chicago, and now he sells chickens. Well, actually, he works with Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but can you imagine working in a store like that every day where you get fried chicken, grilled chicken, waffle fries, market salads, and sweet tea? What could be a better job than that? But Pablo has a real, he and I spoke a few minutes the other night, and 
he has a real outreach for his people that work for him. And now they are bedded inside the city of Chicago, and having been, or having been an Illinois boy, I know what the city of Chicago is like, so it's a tough place. But he has a real heart for those who work for him, for those who come into his store, and for those in his community. So I think God has put Pablo exactly where God wants him. And I know he's going to do a great job in Chicago. Your speaker this morning, Pablo. All right, buenos dias, familia, como están? All right, good, good, good. No, it's not going to be in Spanish this morning. Um, but um, I'm uh, trying to set up here and killing a little bit of time. Uh, and I do respect your time. I know uh, you uh, want to get on with spring break, and a lot of what's uh, going on this week has just been really crazy in the last couple of weeks. You all have had your plate uh, full. Uh, and it's been a really uh, challenging uh, couple of weeks uh, for you, eventful. And now with what's going on uh, in our country with the virus and all over the world, uh, I appreciate uh, you uh, being here uh, together, uh, worshiping uh, and letting us be a part of that. What a special time uh, it is. And so what I want to do is just share uh, three really quick points. Uh, I am not a speaker. Uh, and so please ignore, well, actually, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to just have you ignore everything that comes out of me that's just worthless or wrong uh, or not, not in the right spirit, and just to, to hear what you, the Holy Spirit is going to have for you. And so I wanted to share three things, a little bit about myself. Uh, I wanted to have a little challenge for you, uh, and then I wanted to have a little offer for you. Uh, and so in 15 minutes, I will knock that out, uh, hopefully, uh, really quickly here. And so the first part is a little bit of me. Uh, I am from, I was born in Chicago. Uh, my dad uh, was born in Mexico City. Uh, my mom was born in Chicago, but her family's uh, from Mexico City as well. My dad came over in uh, the 50s uh, to Chicago, and he had early on a call in his life uh, to follow Jesus. And how we got here to Asbury is uh, really interesting or random uh, because when he was looking for somewhere to follow Jesus and somewhere to, to be taught uh, how to follow Jesus because he wanted to be a pastor, he looked in a magazine and he saw an ad for Asbury Theological Seminary. Uh, an ad. Um, great marketing at the seminary, right? Uh, and so without even seeing campus... Um, he and my wife uh, were felt like they were called to Asbury Seminary uh, to go. And so he went to, to seminary uh, and started uh, learning there. Well, that is how we got here. I was always visiting uh, campus. Uh, we always saw the real pretty buildings. Uh, but the, most, the thing that I remember most are, are the people uh, that were here and the way they welcomed us and loved us. And so... Um, that's how we knew about uh, Asbury. And so I grew up, uh, when my dad got a pastor, uh, a, a church, became a pastor, uh, he went to uh, Little Village in Chicago, uh, which is a um, now Mexican neighborhood. It was a Bohemian Czech neighborhood before, but it transitioned. Uh, and it's a Mexican neighborhood, 77,000 people. That's where I grew up. Uh, it's pretty rough, a lot of gang life. And so, um, you know, I lived the, the thug life. You know, viva la raza. 
Um, just kidding. That, that wasn't me. I was a chubby little kid. And, and um, we really just hung out. It was like the little rascals, my brother and I, uh, who also came to Asbury. Annie and David are here, if you all know them. Uh, man, I hope they didn't skip chapel this morning. How rude would that be? But uh, anyway, so <laughs> my brother and I, uh, we grew up uh, on the streets of Little Village and enjoyed uh, a wonderful upbringing uh, in, a, in a rough neighborhood, but protected by grace, uh, protected by mercy, um, and uh, growing up in, in God's uh, direction and, and vision as my, as my dad uh, reached out to the community. And so um, I didn't have any other option but Asbury. I mean, there was, there was students that were going to Ivy League schools, uh, state schools, but I really, I don't know if it was laziness or because I just was drawn to Asbury, but I had no other um, choice when I was going. I mean, I had a choice, sorry, but I didn't look anywhere else. It was just something that uh, I knew that I was supposed to, uh, to, to go to. But I wanted to be in business. I, I knew uh, I wanted to make lots of money. I wanted to get a corner office in downtown Chicago. And I wanted to make a lot of money, make decisions. Oh, man, my Porsche, Porsche posters in my room, 911, 1986 Porsche. Uh, it was awesome. That's what I wanted to do. So I had it all planned out. Uh, I was going to Asbury. Um, but then I went, I was introduced to the outdoors, hiking, fishing. And so my class attendance, you know, maybe wasn't the best. My grades weren't the best. Uh, I went to uh, Dr. Gray's accounting class, and I did okay in accounting one, but then accounting two, cost accounting, managerial, it's like, accounting's not for me. Bless you, accountants. You are amazing. Uh, but that was not for me. I wasn't that smart. The finance guys, too, man, they're super smart, math, all that. Uh, so I did business administration um, because that's, you know, that's what we do when we can't do finance or accounting. Uh, I'm just kidding, man. I'm sorry, business admin. The, listen to the rest of the story. It's, it's good. It's, it's, um, but anyway, so, but then when I was at Asbury, uh, I did school, uh, and I enjoyed it, but I still wasn't serious about the mission of the school. Um, spiritual vitality, uh, academic excellence, neither one of those were very salient as, as, as I was thinking, okay, yeah, I want to go after that. But it was there. I was getting, I was getting taught. Uh, when I wasn't sleeping through my uh, Christian um, theology classes, I, I was picking up little things. Uh, and in the dorm rooms, when I wasn't trying to bust up somebody else's Bible study, uh, I was picking up little things. And so, um, man, what a waste of time. I, I could have I paid attention so much more in chapel. Uh, the worship team, oh my gosh, I can't even sing with you guys because I just feel overwhelmed uh, when you go out and go to regular churches out there. Man, you would so appreciate what chapel is and, and what an environment is. But um, back to my story. Went to school, got a degree in business admin. I met my beautiful wife who's up uh, there in that uh, first row. Um, I won. Uh, and so... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys, uh, but uh, yeah, that year uh, I won the lottery there. And then, so we moved to Dallas because my parents moved to Texas uh, when I um, was in school here at Asbury. And then she's from East Texas. 
And so we went to Texas because that's where our family was. And so we spent the next 20 years uh, in Dallas after moving to, you know, El Paso and, and then Dallas, uh, building our lives there. I did all kinds of jobs, and they weren't very glamorous. The first job I had was here on campus uh, doing dishes. Yeah, big time, man. Business administration, doing pots and pans. And you will be humbled uh, when you do pots and pans uh, for two hours a, a night. And so I did it. I worked hard at it. I did a good job. Uh, and then we went to uh, El Paso. I couldn't find a job there uh, because I was a bank teller here when I first left uh, Asbury, uh, another glamorous uh, job. And then uh, I did collections in El Paso for uh, Ford. Um, Man, you don't know challenge until you try repoing a car in uh, Juarez, just across the, the border. And so um, it, it, it was a, a, challenge, uh, a challenging uh, time. Um, but then we came to Dallas. I, I got on with the Fed, uh, and I did uh, internal auditing uh, with them, went to grad school, and um, I was doing well. And then after grad school, I went to work for a luxury retailer uh, doing uh, merchandise planning. Uh, and so, you know, my career was uh, moving up and up and up, and, and pretty soon I was making almost six figures uh, and doing really well, and then the economy dropped out in 2007, 2008. That was awful. 0% increase in business was up 50% like it would be today. It was just to be flat uh, to LY was just uh, an amazing thing, but it wasn't. It was awful, and it got worse and worse and worse. They had layoffs, and they were laying off a lot of people. Uh, I made several rounds of layoffs uh, because I did a good job. Uh, the final layoff, they eliminated my job. I went to another division. It didn't work out. I was terrible there. I got fired. I'm not going to lie to you. I got fired. Um, it was a, a mishap uh, in, in work. but. Thank God that I did because I was able to focus on the family when the family was falling apart. It was a really challenging time uh, for us. That last six months of my really long career there um, was a challenge because I was giving everything I had uh, to work uh, and nothing to the family, and, and that cost us uh, a lot. But thank God in his providence, uh, he saw me, me out of that job, uh, and I was unemployed. In my unemployment, uh, I did try to find lots of things. Even the Sallies wouldn't hire me. All the Salvation Army wouldn't hire me. <laughs> I had a graduate degree in business, and they wouldn't pick me up. They thought I was going to want too much money, or when the economy picked up, I was going to leave. Um, but during that time, I learned, I learned two things. I learned that I needed to surrender everything to God. I needed to surrender my dreams. I needed to, uh, to surrender my identity. I needed to surrender all of the expectations that I had of myself and of where I was. And I, I needed to surrender my pride because I thought I should be something that uh, I wasn't. I needed to surrender my selfishness because um, I wanted things and I wasn't thinking about my family or the people around me. And so I learned a lot of valuable lessons in those, uh, in those 20 years or, or so that, uh, after, after school. Um, the other thing I learned uh, when I got my job at Chick-fil-A, uh, and I got my job at Chick-fil-A uh, through connections because I was, you know, uh, you know, a big 
bad business guy and I had connections and so I got a job at Chick-fil-A making $8.50 an hour. Making $8.50 an hour, I put on my hat with my graduate degree and I worked uh, for Chick-fil-A uh, and I had kids at that time uh, and people were wondering, what are you doing here? It's like, ah, you know what, Chick-fil-A is a great business. Uh, I'm going to get my own Chick-fil-A, um, but uh, you know what, I'm going to start uh, here at the bottom. So I did. So I started at the bottom. I worked my way up in that organization uh, in, uh, t outside of uh, Dallas, Texas. Uh, and then I knew that I wanted to, um, you know, run a business like that because of the culture that it was. It reminded me a lot like uh, Asbury. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the uh, culture of uh, Asbury. And so uh, what a blessing that was. And that second thing that I learned was to be present where I was. I was making $8.50 an hour, but I think, again, God, in his providence, in his mercy, in his grace, he planted me there with those people outside of Dallas. I wasn't thinking ahead anymore. I was thinking about serving the people that I was working with. And I did that uh, for nine years. I only expected to be there two years, apply for Chick-fil-A operator, and then I was going to be accepted, get my own restaurant. Ten years I was at that restaurant. Um, I was busting my butt for those 10 years. Um, but it was different this time because I was serving the people that I was working with. I wasn't thinking ahead. Um, and so I applied uh, for Chick-fil-A. They denied me twice uh, where other people would have stopped and gone and done something else. No, I was like dog and a bone. I, I'm bad like that. I just, I don't know when to stop. And so I kept pestering them. Uh, and so... The third try, uh, I think it was our finances. I got our finances uh, together. We, 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 we paid off a lot of debt. Um, and then they said yes. And it was uh, interesting that in Chick-fil-A, it's like the military where you get accepted into the military and then you find your assignment. Well, in Chick-fil-A, you get accepted and then you have to apply for a location. And so a lot of people, it takes like two years uh, to get a location. They wait uh, for a long time. Even if you get accepted, you might not even get a restaurant. Uh, and so in June of last year, they said, hey, you're going to be accepted. We're not even going to let you go home to, you know, think about that for two weeks and, and get you a decision. They told me before I left, yeah, you're going to go forward. Uh, and then, they, you know, I was saying, okay, great. Dallas, we're in the middle of Dallas in the, in the city center. Uh, we're going to get a restaurant there. And, um, but they said, no, you're going to be waiting. If you want Dallas or Texas, you're going to be waiting a long time. So I was like, all right. And they said, but we do have opportunities in other parts of the country. And the one that I heard uh, was Chicago. I was like, Chicago? Man, we've given up on Chicago a long time ago. When I met her at a Texas girl, she's like, I'm not going back to Chicago. It's too cold up there. Uh, and so my mind was not even uh, in Chicago. But then they started talking about, yeah, we've got this location downtown Chicago. Um, there's an operator that's going to be leaving. Um, and I come to find out that nobody really wanted that location because it was such a tough location. It was in an urban environment. Uh, and the more they talked about it, the more it feels like my eyes opened up. And it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what the Lord might have for me. 30 days later, I think they, they, they told me, yeah, you're going to get that, uh, that store. Uh, three months later, I was uh, in, in Chicago, and now uh, I'm in 
past my third month uh, of being the operator of one of the most iconic uh, Chick-fil-A's in the chain, downtown Chicago, right next to the Chicago Theater, where thousands of tourists and thousands of people in business uh, are coming and passing through these doors, where I have a chance to serve them. And I'm thinking, man, I am so glad that I did not think too far ahead and thought of this opportunity before I was working with the people that I was working with in Chick-fil-A in Texas. I would not have even paid attention to them. And I got to make an impact on them because I, I was planted there. That's why I think this, this university is such an incredibly special place, is because the spiritual formation that you get here and the academic um, the academics that you get at this school are something that I need in Chicago. Come see me after. I need to hire some of you guys. I, I'm serious. I have three or four positions that are open right now. You might start a team member, but I need leaders that have the brains. That I, I need leaders that are smarter than I am, but I need them that have the heart for the city, that have the, the heart for people in gritty environment that have messy lives, that, that are directionless. Uh, I need people that have a love for, for that. And so Asbury is one of the very few universities that provide those students. And so I would love Asbury to double in size. And that's the challenge that I have for you is you guys, you don't understand this, the, the, you I would love to double this, but we need to have something that's creative to, to do that. There are other universities that their tuition is like $10,000 a year. Some tuition uh, uh, students uh, don't pay any tuition. Uh, they're on tuition paid models where they, they pay everything they have and they go for free. Right now, poor students, it's really hard for them to come here. We need your creativity. I need your creativity. The Lord needs uh, your creativity to be used so that when, when Dr. Brown and the trustees, and they come up with ideas and say, hey, this is going to be radical. We need help, guys. The alumni, we need their help to think of something that's going to break the mold in education. Why can't we do it better at Asbury? There are universities, secular universities, that are, are doing really crazy things with their university and funding kids so that they can have kids that don't have the means to come to an education like this that are doing nuts things, you know, crazy things. The God of the universe that made us, that has a relationship with us, that puts his Holy Spirit in us, surely we have the capability to tap that, the resources that he given us, and to, to do something different and crazy at Asbury. Please lend your creativity, lend your expertise and, and give the, the leaders of this university your support because the answer might be with you. That business competition that you all uh, have, that might be something I would love. Don't tell Chick-fil-A this. I uh, hope they don't hear the podcast. But I would love them to have a center for leadership development here. Why shouldn't Asbury and Chick-fil-A get together? How about other organizations, uh, medical fields, uh, pastoral? Oh my gosh, I'm glad the Salvation Army is going to do some uh, leadership thing here. Uh, that's amazing. But that's, that's the body of Christ that, that, that we have here. And so the alumni that stood up uh, here next to you, they are here across the country waiting for you to call on them if you need help wherever you're going. 
if you're going to be a bank teller like I was, if you're going to be washing pots and pans at Chick-fil-A, if you are going to be uh, sweeping in a church for a youth position that you're, you're going for, call on the alumni. That's what we're here for. We know people. I know people. I'm not, I'm not very well-to-do yet. Um, Lord willing, you know, uh, that would be awesome. But for what? Why? so that I can help you, so that I can help this university have more of an impact than we do. Um, man, may the Lord move you and may the Holy Spirit uh, take you out in the next couple of weeks and show you a vision of what he wants you to do tomorrow. Not 10 years from now, but tomorrow. Just say, Lord, what do you want from me today? Uh, that's what I did for the, the last 20 years. And Lord willing, Man, with this neighborhood, you guys, come visit me in Chicago. Just find the most popular Chick-fil-A downtown Chicago. Come visit me. Say hi. I will buy you lunch. Uh, and then I'll tell you what God is, is doing uh, in Little Village, in the neighborhood that I live in, uh, or downtown Chicago. Uh, I thank you so much uh, for, uh, well, I guess you didn't invite me. Uh, but I'm so glad that I was here.